required to remind you that you will be benched, and then there will be cake. Me, though. You're listening to Casting Without a Lore. Brought to you today with a live studio audience, i.e. my girlfriend playing Portal on the couch. It's her first time, so we're going to be nice and not ruin anything for her. Uh, if you hear any noise in the background, it's going to be... Uh, because this is actually a playthrough of Portal, with a podcast in the background. She's practicing for speedrunning strats and shit like that. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. This show so nice, we got to do it twice. I did a fuck-up whoopsie and, and lost an entire hour I did with Brendan. Uh, which is extra embarrassing because we skipped a month. Uh, so, welcome. Brendan's alive. I'm going to... I looked... We have video. The audio's gone. Uh... I couldn't, I can't read lips, otherwise I would have just dubbed over both and, and done a funny voice for Brendan. Uh, I'm just going to basically summarize what we did during that hour, and that's going to be this episode of the podcast. Me telling you about this one time I hung out with a buddy. Um, I'm looking at the docket for the episode we did. Uh, we did some holiday trivia uh, as the opener, as the opening discussion. Uh, if I remember correctly, Brendan wanted to talk about Krampus and, and all the, the, the goodies that come with that. Uh, some about sticks and, and, and throwing them in bags with chains and shit. It was, it was like weird BDSM shit, which, you know, sounds German. And then, of course... Um, I think he had some other holiday trivia, but I, I can't recall, which means it's probably real cool. I don't know. Um, my holiday trivia was, uh, that the, uh, what, how do, how do I say, put this? That there is a specific tune that is used in a lot of Christmas music, uh, specifically a lot of religious Christmas music. Which, which is interesting, because the tune dates back to, uh, like, 1500s. It's Greensleeves. Uh, if you've heard of it, you know what it is, and if you haven't, you've probably heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Greensleeves. Um, Greensleeves is like a medieval fuck jam. It's about fucking outside. I'm... I'm Did you... Did you just fucking die again? I don't want to talk about it. All the way back there? I don't want to talk about it. You will be baked, and then there will be cake. Excellent. Uh, sorry, sorry. Some uh, audience participation. I believe it's uh, in the business called uh, crowd work. Yes. So... Yeah, Greensleeve is basically... There's lyrics to the original version. It's basically some guy saying, Hey, 
you dump me very rudely, young miss. Um, I really miss when we had outside fucking. Because that is really good. Uh, green sleeves as a term was slang at the time of the writing of it for uh, grass stains that one would get. You know, you know, doing the nasty outside. Because I mean, fucking grass, am I right? Just staining shit. So for some fucking reason, somebody thought this is an excellent tune to celebrate the birth of the savior of humanity. God, God bless him. Jesus is God. Jesus is King Kanye West. 2019. I'm very real with you guys. This is all really off the cuff. I don't remember that hour very well. It was like a little bit ago and I wasn't really paying attention. This is mostly stream of consciousness, consciousness at this point. So the episode Brendan and I were doing kind of had, had the whole holiday special gimmick as, as those watching the video feed can tell from the extra large fireplace. Uh, we were drinking mulled mead and shit, celebrating Yule. Sweet. I wanted to get bubble pipes, but Brendan didn't want to do it. Uh, I don't know. Robes and shit. It was, it was a very cozy atmosphere. Um. And, you know, the holiday special idea got us talking. Uh, I brought up the Star Wars Christmas special because, you know, you, it's an easy laugh. It was low quality in a franchise that is known for consistent, high quality films that no one has ever complained about. You know. So, yeah, I brought up the Christmas specials uh, because they're easy targets. And I, I've always wondered. Star Wars seems to insist that every major film release take place around the holidays, pretty much December 16th to the 20th, every fucking time. I mean, you'd think they would try to avoid the shadow of that holiday special. Now, obviously, that's not the case because logistically, everyone wants to fucking watch a movie on Christmas to stop talking to their family, but it's real easy to make fun of a shitty movie on the internet. What can I say, man? Gotta get them. Asmers. Okay. What do we do next? Uh, mostly just mostly just talked about Star Wars for like, like a weirdly long time. Basically, if you like Star Wars movies, then you hate Star Wars movies, and that's the real gist of it. I think that was the conclusion we came to. Something like that. Alright, so... Then we ended up getting to show and tell time. And in the show and tell time corner. Uh, well... Brennan had some pretty good picks. We decided to do two this time because, well, we skipped a month. Uh, we took a little accidental hiatus because... Well, you know... Sometimes life's just hard and you just don't want to do shit. And also... Mostly that. Mostly that, actually. So, Brendan came with suggestions. Uh, if you've got the time and you're looking for something saucy and good, and saucy's not the right word here, actually, for the holiday season, Brendan recommended uh, a Netflix original, Klaus. Uh, 
it, it's pretty good, apparently. He had a lot to say about the uh, writing. I have not seen it myself. If you want to try it out, try it out. If, if you want to, if you want to watch it, do so. If not, then I mean, hope you got some better to do, dude. Uh, something else that Brendan uh, recommended during his show and tell time corner that I'm going to relay because it was important to him that people know about it. Uh, there is a, from my understanding, partially animated show on, on one of them streaming services. Ver, VRV. Whichever is more upsetting to the ears. Verve, I believe, is the pronunciation. Um, the series is Epithet Erased. It's, it's apparently got a My Hero Academia-esque system with quirks and shit. So if that speaks to you, then, then good shit. And if you, if that means nothing to you, then also good shit, I guess. Uh, my show and tell time corner was, uh, for the holiday season, uh, a holiday special from a Brazilian comedy troupe, if I if my understanding is correct, that that got a little bit of controversy stirred up, called the First Temptation of Christ. The only reason I even know this exists is because my girlfriend stumbled upon a Fox News article about how one million people signed a petition saying that uh, the First Temptation of Christ was offensive and politically incorrect in its portrayal of Jesus Christ as a confused gay man. Uh, because that's the first temptation of Christ. He, Jesus comes home on his birthday to meet his family, and, and he brings his, his very effeminate male friend, Orlando. And, and God's a white dude with like a Sokka haircut for some reason. And he's like buff and hot, but it's like, but he's like weirdly white because it's a Portuguese show. It's Brazilian. Um, and he's like a total sleaze bag. If anything, I feel like the bigger issue is that God is a total sleaze bag in this fucking show. Um, and also in real life, according to the live studio audience. Uh oh, we're going to get a letter. I'm going to get a letter. So, First Temptation of Christ is really good. Um, there, there's a scene that really sold me on it uh, when they're all gathering on Jesus' birthday, and it's not until the middle of that that you realize that that means it's Christmas. And someone brings out, like, a Casio keyboard and starts playing Christmas songs. In the middle of the year 30 AD Jerusalem. Um, sorry to spoil it, but it's really going to sell you. The very end of it is a laser fight between Jesus and Lucifer. Uh, please watch First Temptation of Christ. Because the people who made it might not get to live in Brazil for much longer. Or whatever. Um, the other thing that, that was on my show in Tell Time Corner was actually uh, something that I meant to show off in November. Before scheduling conflicts. Uh, uh, knocked on my door so 
it, it is a, a, a lovely song that I that I found and stumbled upon uh, sometime last month by uh, uh, an indie musician, you could say. Uh, that indie musician is Pepper Coyote, and that song is No Cock Like Horse Cock. It was sponsored and funded and produced by the Dragon Dildo Company Bad Dragon. If you are unfamiliar with them, they make dragon dildos. Bad Dragon as a company is actually something that has been very deep and near and dear to my heart for many years. Not because I use their products, but because I just love dragons. Also 4chan memes when I was in middle school. It's mostly that. But no, Dragon Dildos. Um, it's a lovely song. It sounds like rockabilly. You should definitely check it out. I've probably played, piped a little bit in over this recording. Uh, and that was it for Show and Tell Time Corner. Uh, then we talked about Star Wars for a lot longer. Like 40 minutes. And we didn't even... I think it was just me rambling, if I remember right. I don't think Brendan said much. It's just me talking about, like, people were mad about less Jedi, but, like, they shouldn't have been as mad. And, and, and the Russian government was involved, which is the case, but I don't have time to explain it anymore. Um, it sounds like conspiracy shit, but I promise you, Russian internet trolls are the reason why Last Jedi got bombed with reviews. I fucking, Vladimir Putin's trying to ruin Star Wars to make up for it, to get back at Reagan. So, we had a brief cut there while I had myself a wee bit of a lie down. I had a, a wee bit of a naked monogan. Uh, and that wee lie down uh, lasted about 12 hours. And looking back on, on what I was talking about 12 hours ago, um, I realized not everyone might have been familiar with Reagan's Star Wars initiative. So I'll give you a, a, a brief, a brief little story on that. So, in 1983, Ronald Reagan went on national television and told everyone about, uh, what was the official name? The Strategic Defense Initiative, which he playfully referred to, as well as, as most of the media, as Star Wars. Because, uh, according to Ronald, it was a series of satellites with laser beam weapons, particle beam weapons, ballistic missiles, which is the only believable part of this. Uh, and it was pointed basically anywhere he wanted to shit on. Um, so, Soviet Russia, minorities, shit like that. Ronald was a cool guy, apparently. Um, and, well, you see, no one's exactly sure if Ronald knew that this was bullshit. But it was, obviously. Because we still don't have laser beam weapons, much to my chagrin. Now, there is a long history in United States hist uh, in United States history as well as in the world history. There, there's a long line of people using outright bullshit in order to intimidate others. And, and many argued that Ronald Reagan lied about Star Wars in order to intimidate the Soviet Union. Um, which clearly wasn't necessary due to economic collapse. But, I mean, 
I'm, I'm sure it was Star Wars, actually. I'm sure Star Wars is what ended the Soviet Union. Uh, which would explain why Russia has such a... Such a... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, chip on its shoulder, really. Because fuck, dude. But that's not the point. We're not going to really continue there. To, to get back to what I was summarizing from our last episode that uh, fell deep, deep in the cracks of time memoriam. Uh, yeah, Brendan and I spent too much of the episode basically complaining about people who complain about Star Wars, which I understand is a bit hypocritical. But, uh, for the most part, I understand a lot of people's criticisms with The Last Jedi, and, I mean, there are two camps the way I see it. You have people who watch Star Wars because they like the aesthetic of Star Wars. They like this space samurai, basically. And I mean, that's what George Lucas has admitted was the intention. It was... It, Star Wars is not science fiction. And anyone who expects it to have the writing qualities of hard science fiction, like Heinlein or... Um, Who's the guy who did uh, No Mouth and I Must Scream? Fuck, what's his, what's his name? What's the, Harlan Ellison. I, I just remembered that because he was in an, a few episodes of Scooby-Doo. I, I couldn't, I didn't even have time to look it up. Harlan Ellison, uh, that kind of shit. Uh, those, Star Wars does not seek to have that level of quality in science fiction. It is fully... A, a Kurosawa-style samurai film. You you have your you you have your your lightsabers as your katanas and shit like that. You know what I mean. Uh, and I find it interesting because Star Wars is not actually Kurosawa's movies helped influence something else that did also end up influencing Star Wars, which were spaghetti westerns. You can tell based on the fact that Han Solo has a blaster that just looks like a revolver. Uh, so so I just went and looked at a picture of Han Solo's blaster for posterity's sake, because I felt, I felt like I was making a fool of myself, and I was correct. It does not look like a revolver at all. Uh, so I don't know where I got that, but it, it looks like a cowboy gun. It looks like if cowboys had lasers, they'd make a laser gun like that. And, uh, yeah, Han Solo's a cowboy. He's like a, like a Clint Eastwood, fist, fistful of dollars era man-with-no-name type shit. Like, he's wearing a vest in space. Come on, Clint Eastwood's a... Uh, Han Solo's a cowboy. Full stop. Um, and he's very in much inspired by the heroes of spaghetti westerns, and you can tell. And I remember when we were recording the, the first version of this podcast that was unfortunately lost to time immorium. Uh, Brendan was unfamiliar with the term spaghetti western, so I, I, I will, for posterity's sake... Uh, relay it again. The term spaghetti western is for those like 60s era type cowboy movies. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like Fistful of Dollars. Um, you know, uh, a few dollars more. The Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, and they were named as such spaghetti westerns because they were all directed by Italian men. And I know what you're thinking. Is that racist? And probably, yes. Now, Think of it like this. It'd be like if you were watching a, a Japanese murder mystery and it was called a ramen detective movie. 
uh, yeah, a ramen detective. Or if you were watching a, uh, a, a German comedy, and it was called a, a schnitzel comedy. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a good look, but spaghetti's delicious, so can't be racist. Heard that on a magazine some point. Um, now, for what else did we talk about? I'm just realizing that there, uh, we're really living up to this name. We don't talk about anything of worth in casting without a lore. So, that's something to be proud of? I think we talked about Pokemon after this, but I don't really have anything to say about it. It's, it's Pokemon. If you... Sword and Shield, if you like the metagame, you'll fucking hate. If you like going on a Pokemon adventure, you'll at least think it's okay. Bam. That's a, a month late hot take. Bingo, boingo. Let's, let's, let's go to doingo. Um, I'm looking at the list, and the only thing left is something we didn't even get to. That's how long we talked about Star Wars. Uh, which was, I was going to try and explain the general concept of plot of Death Stranding to Brendan. Because he's completely unfamiliar with it. So, I'm going to not do that. Because I'm too busy drinking monster energy. Which has immediately upset my stomach. The only thing I have to say about Death Stranding without someone to listen to me talking about it. Because I, I just, if there's no one listening to me, then what's the point? This podcast is to appease my narcissism, so if no one's listening, I might as well just fucking listen to it myself. So, Death Stranding, you have monster energy in a canteen. If you are familiar with this, it means it's unimpressive to you compared to how bad shit the rest of it is. If you hadn't heard it before, yes, Monster in a Canteen is as bad an idea as you think it is. Because dehydration is a fucking bitch. So I'm now realizing that, you know, I'm apparently pretty shit at this without without a co-host to, to riff off of. So I got, I got a little rabbit. I found him outside. Uh, he bit me a few times, so I have rabies now. But I, I've named him Chip Chomp because of all the bites. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's a pet that I found outside. I don't know whose he is. You might hear him on the audio chewing because he's really cute. That's Could you speak in the... Uh, oh, you dropped your... Dropped your, your snack, buddy. So, yeah. I've also realized the, the, the major difference between a podcast... And, and the ramblings of a madman is apparently audience retention. Who knew? Don't got that? If no one's listening, then you're fucking crazy. Ain't that right, Chip Chomp? Ain't that right, Chip Chomp? That's right. Choo choo choo. Chew on it. That's right. Choo choo choo. Chew on it. This is real good. A S M R. That's right, buddy. Yeah, uh, so, so far today, I have recapped an episode that I fucked up for you guys, which I can't tell if that's artistic or stupid, but, you know, history will figure it out for us.
That's right. That's right, Clayton. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm not an interesting person. I don't have much to talk about. Uh, what's going on in my life? I'm sad all the time. That's right, buddy. Choo-choo-choo. Choo-choo-choo. So you know how Dr. Claw has his little cat? And and, and no one talks about how... Like, because cats are antisocial animals, usually. They just kind of like, oh, yeah, of course, a, a, an evil man would have a pet cat. Because uh, cats, cats are spooky evil, too. But you never, you never see a, a villain with, like, a more social animal. You don't see a villain with a little puppy dog wagging his tail. You see him with, with some real, real Barco boys, but never with a cute little puppy. Never, never with a bunny rabbit. Can you be evil while holding a bunny rabbit? And for today's experiment, we're going to fucking try. That's right. That's right. How are we going to take over the world today, Chip Chomp? How are we going to do it? We're gonna... That's right. So cute. Experiment failed. It's impossible. He's too distracting. I love him so much. You know, to stop the gaffes, the attempts at humor, for a moment... I will say, there is something I find strangely beautiful about the holiday season, in that so many different cultures celebrate so many different holidays ar around the winter time. Because when, when nature is cold and inhospitable, humanity must be warm and hospitable. We all have, have periods where, you know, sometimes winter just fucking sucks. Sometimes life just sucks. And... We have to be there for each other. It's a shame we can't do it all year wrong. But... Also, fuck people, so... I don't know. That's right. Choo-choo-choo. Choo-choo-choo. That's right. Choo on it. So good. Fuck, are you adorable. I'm gonna have to throw you back outside. So I'm, uh... So I'm a recent rabbit owner, and in fact, uh... Uh, the, the bunny was in a, uh, an acquisition during our, oh, he's, he's biting, fuck, rabies, here we come, ah, the rabbit was a recent acquisition during, during our month away from the show, and, well, he didn't like me at first, and I will admit, there was a video that I had found online a few months before I'd even considered acquiring a little bunny rabbit, um, you know, I honestly believe rabbits might be the snack pack of nature. Uh, it turns out, for any of you with hunting experience, or for those of you without, who'd be more likely to hear this for the first time, uh, it is incredibly easy to skin and gut a rabbit. To the point where you don't even need a knife to do it. And 
Luckily, he can't understand me or he might get upset. Hey, buddy. You gonna climb on me? You gonna climb on me while I talk about how easy it is to murder you? So, turns out all you need to do, and, and if you are sensitive to the pain of animals or just squeamish, maybe you can, can end this episode early, but you have a dead rabbit. You want all its insides out of it. You just kind of wiggle it around in your arms so that all the guts will like sink to, to, to towards the butt and then you just kind of like snap it over your neck over your leg snap it over your knee and then just throw it in between your legs and now the snapping it over your knee is to crack the rib cage up uh get everything all loose and tossing it holding it by the ears or the head or the front paws even in uh in between your legs it is to give some momentum so that literally all of the rabbit's internal organs will immediately shoot right out the fucking butthole. Uh, to the point where it rips it open and then you can just tear the skin away. It's... You, you could... You could kill and then begin roasting a rabbit within five minutes with no sharp instruments. God wanted them to be eaten. And... Holy shit, I can't do it. He's too... He's too cute. I threaten him all the time, like, if you if you bite me, you're going to be stew. And I'm... He knows I can't... I can't pull the trigger on it. I just love him so much. Oh, who, who's such a piece of shit? So I'm going to cut this episode pretty short, because admittedly, there's only so much fun that can be had. Uh, describing a lost episode secondhand, but I will leave you with one last bit of holiday trivia, which is the 12 days of Christmas, uh, for those of you who are unaware, is directly uh, based on Yuletide, which historically is supposed to last from the winter solstice for till 11 days afterwards. And it was actually meant in dedication to the Norse god Odin. That's right. Christmas was originally Norse before Jesus took it. So, if you are a staunch atheist or specifically anti-Christian for any personal reason you might have, and you want to celebrate the Christmas, then, dude, just fucking pop the Thor trilogy in there and play God of War and drink fucking mead, dude. Because it's the holidays and you gotta do something. Seasonal depression's pretty fucking bad. Best of luck. Happy holidays, don't kill yourself unless you really want to. You have a good night, everybody.